brought you out of the doom and gloom reports of everyday life by bringing a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart by dishing up some of my own real life stories from behind my bifocals and adding uplifting and humorous stories from others. This week's episode begins with Clara telling us about her motorcycle experience. We'll follow up with a lesson in dusting, just in case you don't know how to dust. <laughs> Clara's going to give you your horoscope for May from her cosmic clairvoyance. And we'll finish off with a story about a dark, stormy night in Transylvania. Hi everyone, I guess this is the time that Claire shares with us about her first ride on a motorcycle. I've been on a bike before, but couldn't describe it, I guess like only Clara can. So let's give a warm welcome to our resident, Miss Clara. Good morning, Miss Clara. So glad to see you on this fine sunny day, but it's a wee bit cool here in Ontario, Canada. Hi everyone. And of course you too, Lizzie. Yep, I experienced my first ride on one of those motorcycle things. I guess if I'm a biker, I gotta call the chopper. Now that I think of it, and that's what I call my fly-out teeth, choppers. <laughs> Clara, you do have a way with words. You are talking about false teeth, but such a novel way to describe them, I guess. Whoops, sorry I interrupted. Go on. No problem, Lizzie. Best explain my crazy language so we're all on the same page, eh? Well, now I want everyone to know that I become a biker mama. Just in case you see me waving to you on the streets on the back of a bike with a hunk sitting in front of me. I'll be the one waving, trying to create lots of tension to prove that an old girl like me still has the hootspot to have fun and inspiration to the young folk, don't you think? Have you ever just wanted to let it all go, kick up your heels, and the devil may care? Well, friends, that's exactly what this old gal did. Good for you, Clara. I'm getting a visual picture of just what you would look like. For all you who know me, you know that I'm the quiet, gentle part of the Kravitz clan. Always sitting back and letting everyone else make decisions for me. Always wanting to do the right thing to preserve my reputation and all. Enough. I'm coming out of my shell and look out. Oh, Clara, I would never have called you quiet, nor the one sitting back and letting others take over. I guess I only know the you that I know now, although I've known you for most of my life. Hmm. So, folks, I just have to state my case to everyone I know and either my way or the highway, and obviously not always trying to preserve my reputation, as in the case of riding on the back of a motorcycle with this almost naked hunk of a man in the driver's seat. Naked? What? I gotta tell you folks, we're just a-staring as we drove down the main street. 
There he was, brown as chocolate, and not much on except for a thong and lots of bling and me and my white vanilla skin, dressed to the hilt in my Sunday best coveralls. Why, I felt like a queen. Why, I'd never had so much tension. To heck with the naysayers, this old lady was having the time of her life. What with the wind brushing over and into my coveralls, blown in the mouth, must have looked like they weighed hundreds of pounds, and people just a wondering what the heck a gorgeous creature like me was doing with an almost naked man. <laughs> I'll just bet you're having the time of your life, especially with all the attention. By the way, now that I think about it, I was wondering at the time how the heck he could see where we were going as he drove this head low most of the time. He wasn't smiling much either, and that's why I poked him in the ribs a couple of times, you know, to lighten him up. I guess I did one poke too many, especially when we were around a huge curve. I didn't know those motorcycles could dance. Why, it wobbled every which way, and some hopped into a dead stop. Good job I had a helmet on, cause I was sure by the mean look in that handsome hunk's eyes that he is gonna clobber me for some reason. Well, Clara, I think you're supposed to sit still on the back and lean into him when he's rounding a curve or anything like that. I do know you shouldn't have been poking him. I'll just bet you were right with the look he gave you when you finally came to a stop. Holy cow! Instead, I looked at him with my sheepishly cool, girlish eyes. He'd always worked for my clan, and I knew right away I had him. He never said an unkind word to me. Got that bike started and headed back to where he'd picked me up. Don't know why I decided to speed so fast, because it made the wind gush back with such force it almost took my choppers with it. I had to keep my mouth shut tight. Couldn't even smile. I guess that was his way of keeping you still and quiet. You had to hang on for dear life. Well, I shut my eyes to and hoped for the best. Somehow managed to get me back. I was hardly off the bike before he revved it up and away he was again. I know it can't be true, but I wonder if maybe he's glad to get rid of me. Can't figure out why, though. Well... Perhaps he had somewhere else to go, but I'm guessing he was just glad he got you back and his life was still intact. Well, Lizzie, that ride sure did give me ideas about getting one of those motorcycle things. I wonder why they all call them choppers. Maybe because they chew up the road, or maybe it's the wind slamming into your face causing your choppers to fly out. In any case, folks, this old farm gale had a great time, and we'll look for that hunk again. I'll just bet he's waiting out there for me somewhere. Well, enough for today, folks. See you later. Bye. Now, here's a theory about dusting that we feel is important for you to hear. Remember, a layer of dust protects the wood beneath it. A house becomes a home when you can write... I love you on the furniture. I used to spend at least eight hours every weekend making sure things were just perfect. Well, in case someone came over. Finally, I realized one day that 
no one came over. They were all out living life and having fun. Now, when people visit, I don't explain the condition of my home. They're more interested in hearing about the things I've been doing while I was away living life and having fun. If you haven't figured this out yet, please heed this advice. Life is short. Enjoy it. It's not what you gather, but what you scatter that tells what kind of life you have. So, dust if you must. But wouldn't it be better to paint a picture or write a letter, bake cookies or a cake, lick the spoon or plant a seed? Ponder the difference between want and need. Dust if you must, but there's not much time with coffee to drink and mountains to climb, music to hear and books to read, friends to cherish and life to lead. Dust if you must, but the world's out there with the sun in your eyes, the wind in your hair, a flutter of snow, a shower of rain. This day will not come around again. Dust if you must, but bear in mind, old age will come and it's not kind. And when you go and go you must, you yourself will make more dust. That author is unknown, but I did think it was cute to share. I know we're already into May, but Claire and I forgot to include May's predictions in our last podcast. So here we are from Clara's Cosmic Clairvoidance. Hi folks, since the winter here is over and we're all looking for some warm, balmy weather, I thought I'd read your future for the upcoming summer. I studied long and hard in this one. I just knew I'd have visitors here check in to get a little bit of their future talk. I can tell your future. Well, at least a good guess for the day. I'd read the tea leaves, but just don't drink that stuff. Love that good old cup of hard-boiled coffee. Guaranteed to get you bouncing off the walls and get all your senses working. I tried those tarot cards, but mm, I fell in love with the king. I didn't sit kindly with the queen. I was always accused of stargazing, so here I am, folks. Read here for your own special message. If your birthday's this month, your smile and good humor are contagious. Stay indoors until this disease is cured. You wouldn't want to be held responsible for infecting all those doom and gloomers now, would you? So here's Aries. Learn from your mistakes. Talking with relatives at a distance reminds you what's important. Keep them there. Taurus. Tension will subside if you exercise regularly. You'll no longer have to concentrate on all those tension-giving problems. You'll be gasping for breath. Jimmy Knight, put all thoughts of business aside and trust your intuition. Be careful, though. The last time you trusted that intuition of yours, you went broke. Cancer. Set up new challenges for yourself, and even if you don't follow those ones either, gives you something to do besides watching T-ball or worrying about that COVID. Hi, Leo. Well, turn to older family members for advice since you can't trust your own, and in case you're the eldest, I guess you'll have to get yourself advice and hope for the best. Virgo. Showing tenderness to your loved ones is essential now, especially since it's you who got them into that mess to begin with. Libra, take a chance. 
try your hand at painting. You might surprise yourself. I'm certain the job you do with your head will outshine that crummy job you did with the brush. Scorpio, you're free to roam as you wish right now. At least that's what you think. You're forgetting one thing, COVID. So be careful, others are watching. Sagittarius, this is not the month for complaining, which sometimes seems as your usual style. Instead, use this time to smile from ear to rear. Capricorn, life's what you do till you croak. So I'd suggest you get your best clothes on, even in lockdown, and dance in front of the mirror and laugh instead of just flexing your muscles every time you pass by. Aquarius, you're looking to relieve the boredom, I know, but chewing on your nails and chewing other people out just doesn't cut it. Change your habit to singing and dancing in the rain. Pisces, it doesn't matter now if you wear your socks with holes in them. Being stuck in the house is sometimes suffocating, so I understand that's how you get air. Now here's what could happen on a dark, stormy night in Transylvania. Bob Hill and his new wife Betty were vacationing in Europe, as it happens near Transylvania. They were driving in a rental car along a rather deserted highway. It was late and raining very hard. Bob could barely see the road in front of the car. Suddenly, the car skids out of control. Bob attempts to control the car, but to no avail. The car swerves and smashes into a tree. Moments later, Bob shakes his head to clear the fog. Dazed, he looks over at the passenger seat and sees his wife unconscious with her head bleeding. Despite the rain and unfamiliar countryside, Bob knows he has to get her medical assistance. Bob carefully picks his wife up and begins trudging down the road. After a short while, he sees a light. He heads towards the light, which is coming from a large old house. He approaches the door and knocks. A minute passes. A small hunchman opens the door. Bob immediately blurts, Hello, my name is Bob Hill, and this is my wife, Betty. We've been in a terrible accident, and my wife has been seriously hurt. Can I please use your phone? I'm sorry, replied the hunchback, but we don't have a phone. My master's a doctor. Come in, and I'll get him. Bob brings his wife in. An older man comes down the stairs. I'm afraid my assistants may have misled you. I am not a medical doctor. I'm a scientist. However, it is many miles to the nearest clinic, and I have a basic medical training. I'll see what I can do. Igor, bring them down to the laboratory. With that, Igor picks up Betty and carries her downstairs, with Bob following closely. Igor places Betty on a table in the lab. Bob collapses from exhaustion and his own injuries. So, Igor places Bob on an adjoining table. After a brief examination, Igor's master looks worried. Things are serious, Igor. Prepare a transfusion. Igor and his master work feverishly, but to no avail. Bob and Betty Hill are no more. The Hill's deaths upset Igor's master greatly. Wearily, he climbs a step to his conservatory, which houses his grand piano, for it is here that he's always found solace. He begins to play, and a stirring, almost haunting melody fills the house. Meanwhile, Igor is still in the lab, tidying up. 
His eyes catch movement, and he noticed the fingers on Betty's hand twitch, keeping time to the haunting piano music. Stunned, he watches as Bob's arm begins to rise, marking the beat. He's further amazed as Betty and Bob both sit up straight. Unable to contain himself, he dashes upstairs to the conservatory. He bursts in and shouts to his master, 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 you're going to kill me. The hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> oh, I do have fun. If you enjoy Life with Aunt Lizzie, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I love to bring you these uplifting and fun pieces of humor and sometimes thought-provoking articles. And if you'd like to receive our Chatterbox News, where you'll find all kinds of fun things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, please visit www.lifewithantlizzie.com and sign up for your free personal copy. Thank you for visiting with us this week, and we look forward to tickling your funny bone on further episodes. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time, bye.